Mm. And we've been speaking about dominion the last few Sunday nights because uh, Brother Chuck prophesied that 08 is the year of the sword and the crown. It's to rule and reign this year with the sword of the Spirit, with the Word of God. And you know, one of the things while my wife and I were in Baton Rouge with uh, our new governor last Sunday, uh, we got there early. And so uh, we couldn't get in, so we had we went, we went took a walk and we went sat down, and talk about dominion. I was sitting there watching. I don't know how many police, the special forces, and SWAT were there with their mirrors to look under vehicles, the dogs to smell for bombs and plastic. Um, police were everywhere. I mean, even inside of the cathedral, everywhere you walk, there were police, and they had that place so undercover. They just had it all covered. You know, that's what the blood of Jesus does and the Word of God does in your life. But that's what we're supposed to do too. Be alert and be watchful for the adversary, which is the devil, who goes about seeking whom he may devour. But we're called to be so high-tech and on guard, not lose our guard, not beat the air, but always be on guard and be alert for any, any device of the enemy that he's trying to, there, there's an echo going on. I don't know if it's bothering anybody. If it's not, I'll just go on. But there's a little echo here. But any device that the enemy tries to throw in our way, that we're like those special forces. And last Sunday morning, I shared with you about the president of Iran. How here's this little man who doesn't have the power. The power is behind him. And he's speaking on behalf of, of demonic forces. But if he can be so bold to speak openly at the UN and on TV and everything else, how much more bolder should we be as a church that's on the rock that cannot be moved? Amen. And I was thinking about Islam. They believe in world dominion, don't they? They believe in world dominion. Well, you know, according to the Word of God, our God believes in world dominion. When the enemy came and tempted Satan in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 9, he didn't only show him the kingdoms, but he showed him the glory or the riches of the kingdom. And that's why we believe in the seven mountains about God wants to raise up anointed men and women to go into the area of education and, and acting and, and uh, business and, and all these different areas because God wants us to be able to have dominion in this world. Amen, church. He wants us to have dominion over poverty. He wants us to have dominion over poverty. The Islams have a, a, a vision of not only have a world dominion, but they have a prayer dominion. When they pray, you hear them pray. It's announced to where you can hear it for hours and hours. Huh, Sister Terry? I mean, there's a dominion in their prayer. And they get together by the hundreds and the thousands and they pray seven times a day. They don't mind getting up early and they don't mind going to bed late because there's a dominion in their prayer because they are so on fire for their demonic, diabolic plan and doctrine that they get into dominion in prayer, which is something we've got to learn. And while I'm on that, I want to share with you that this Tuesday is the 30th or 35th anniversary of Roe versus Wade. And I want to share with you that for the last four years, abortion has gone down in this nation. But this last year, it has gone down more than ever. 
Amen. And so I'm going to read some things from CNN and just let you know. And this Tuesday, we may do a special service with special video. I'm, I'm praying uh, what to do about on this anniversary date about just continuing to break the power of abortion. Thank God we've got people who believe against abortion, even though there's a lot of them that are, are for uh, abortion. But we've got those that we can stand for that are against it. But there's this power of dominion that the world operates in that we have just laid back in the easy chair and not walked in it. And God wants us to walk in dominion. This is a year of dominion. And the more it goes, the more we'll hear about binding and loosening. The more we'll hear about walking into dominion, what God has called us to. My wife and I, my children, we have never, we were never made it 18 years overseas without understanding dominion and walking dominion. We would have died a hundred different times, maybe uh, even more hundreds of times, if it wouldn't have been for dominion. Without the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Without the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the Word of God. And we're living in an age where we're going to have to learn to be more and more dependent upon the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen, church. Amen. One of the first things we're going to get to, uh, not this week, I don't think, that I believe is so important that there's dominion over poverty, there's dominion over the devil, there's dominion in prayer, there's dominion uh, over uh, the world economy, there's uh, over world, the nations, that there's so many areas we get into there of dominion. But the first thing we're going to study probably next week is dominion over self. Because why study about casting out devils? Why study about dominion over all these things if we don't walk in self-dominion? We're not like other people. I'm not expecting your failure and you're not expecting my failure because we're learning to walk in self-dominion. I don't expect your marriages to fail. I don't expect your businesses to fail. I don't expect you to fall in any area because I believe you're learning and you're going to know a higher degree of walking in self-dominion. Many times, you know, it's exciting. Just get right into dominion. All casting out devils, taking authority over the enemy. But we can't even take a dominion over our appetite. Quiet. We can't take dominion over what we watch on TV. We can't take dominion over our own words that come out of our mouth. And so I believe there's something we're going to get into in the area of self-dominion. That is not to condemn, but it's to build us up. And so I believe that with this year that I've spoken is going to be a year, I believe, of maturity. I believe it's going to be a year of self-dominion and, and, and self-control. The Word speaks and uses the words, add to your faith self-control and virtue. So I believe that's an area where, where we're going to grow in this year. And we're going to look back in a few months, in a few weeks, in a few days. We're going to see that we're automatically going to be walking in a new area of dominion and authority and self-dominion like never before. Aren't you thankful that next time you hit your finger, you're going to say, praise the Lord? Aren't you glad the next time you get behind somebody in traffic that's not all that cool, you're going to say, God bless them? Self-dominion. Because see, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. And so... I was sharing with you a few things. And a dominion is taking back control from the enemy. 
to put our feet on the devil's neck. Dominion is to rule how God intended us to rule. Dominion is to represent what is in the heavens. And dominion is to walk with Jesus and display His agenda. And if we don't move into it, then we're going to move back from it. That's where the spirit of religion has attacked this area. If we don't move into it, we back away from it. If we don't move into new worship, we back away from it. If we don't move into dominion, we back away from it. If we don't move into authority, we back away from it. If we don't move into new things, we back, back up into the old. And the old ways, the old wineskins, that's the spirit of religion. And so there are areas that God wants us to learn and to know and understand. And so we've got to learn self-dominion. And I, I want you to open your Bibles with me at first in Psalms 37, 23. Psalms, 27, 30, Psalms 37, verse 23. Y'all going to believe with me for a new Bible? The young at heart bought me this Bible, and it's time for a new one. So I, I'm, I'm going to get me a new Bible. I thought they'd catch the hint by now and buy me another one, but I'll go buy me one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> no, we're not going to take. We're not going to wait till October. Here, you have this Bible. You wait till October. You have. You wait till October. <laughs> wait till October. Boy, she's fast, brother. God bless brother Tom. Bless him in Jesus' name. Okay. No confession this morning. Tonight, you're on the back row. Hallelujah. Psalms 37, verse 23. The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. I've got to read this to you in the Living Bible. Because if you're taking notes, dominion has to do with order. Whoso ordereth his conversation or his way of life, will I show the salvation of God or the victory the life of God. And in Psalms 37, verse 23, it says, well, I love 22, it says, those blessed by the Lord will inherit the land. Amen. Amen. Yes. But those cursed by Him will die. Well, I'm glad I'm not in that category. Verse 23, the steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. Listen to this now. He delights in every detail of their life. He delights in every detail of their life. And I shared with you uh, the last Sunday, I wasn't here last Sunday, the Sunday before, about the prayers of the morning. And I felt I just need to go over a few things and give you some more scriptures because self-dominion is obeying the Spirit and getting up 3.34, 4.35, 5.30 when we don't feel like it. That's one of the ways. It's a type of a fast. You fast sleep. To gain life. And, and I want to share some things with you about... He, he's interested in, in, in directing every step of our life. And so I want to just share this with you and, and show you a number of examples in the Word of God just to stir you up about commanding the morning. Jo Joshua commanded the sun to stand still and it did. 
We get up in the morning and there's just something, and you hear it out of the Word of God, there's something that arises with the dawn of the morning when we're preaching and we're speaking the Word out into it. So dominion is rewarded. Dominion means to be in order. It opens the door when we take dominion in the morning. It gives a sense of control. When I get up in the morning and I've been doing it for a while now and I've already seen a change in my family and I believe I'm seeing a change in many areas of the church. When we take, get up early in the morning and we take control in the morning, it gives us a sense of control. It gives us a sense of purpose. It increases productivity. It causes an environment of creativity. It causes a greater focus and a flow for accomplishment. And it gives inner strength. And I believe that we need structure in our lives. No matter how old we get, we need structure and we need order in our lives. And so I want you to start with me, and I'm going to give you a few scriptures here. Look with me, first of all, in Jeremiah chapter 7. I just want to give you some scriptures to just give you some food for thought tonight. Is that okay? Jeremiah 7.13. Jeremiah 7, verse 13. And now, because you have done all these works, saith the Lord, I spake unto you, look at this now, rising up early and speaking. Rising up early and speaking, but you heard not. And I called you, and you answered not. Kind of goes along with this message this morning. I rose up early to speak to you, but you heard not. Why? You were still sleeping. And one of the things about the morning, and I know a lot of us are not morning people, but whoso offered the sacrifice of praise. When you sacrifice getting up early, when you sacrifice seeking God, there's something that happens. Why? In the morning is when our mind is the least cluttered. In the morning is when our mind is is fresh and we haven't gone through a whole lot of times during the day. I'm telling you, it's a lot easier to pray in the morning than go to prayer at night. Because at night, it's amazing how many things are run through your mind. In the morning, sometimes you just fall back to sleep on your knees, but then you wake up and you're in a good position. Amen? But there's something about having your mind uncluttered. And he says, early in the morning, I'll speak to you. And so I want you to see that. Now look with me in uh, Matthew chapter 20. And we're going to travel a little bit tonight. Matthew chapter 20. Look at verse 1. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 1, it's talking about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is dominion. And it says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 1, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning. He went out when? Early in the morning. He's showing that as to be part of the kingdom of God. Now look with me. Go all the way to Exodus chapter 24. See, you're going to learn your Bible this year. And if you don't have your Bible tonight, just look, in, just look on with a Christian next to you. Exodus chapter 24, verse 4. Exodus chapter 24, verse 4. 
Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. Then he arose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. And if you continue reading later on, the glory of God came down. So here's another example of getting up early in the morning. Look at Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. How many love the story of Jehoshaphat? Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 17. They were surrounded by the enemy. What are we going to do? Look what the Lord sends through the mouth of the prophet. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now look at verse 20. And they rose early in the morning. Now, I know for some people those are bad words. But they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness. And it goes on to say, and and Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in His prophets, so shall ye prosper. There was just something we see here. I believe Old and New Testament, we're going to see these scriptures about getting up early in the morning. And I really believe with all of my heart as I'm going back over this with you is that many of the things you're seeking for, many of the directions and many of your needs being met is going to happen in the early hours of the morning. So if you wake up, get up and go lay before God and just say, Lord, here am I. Speak to me. Look with me in Psalms chapter 57. Psalms chapter 57, verse 8. Look what David's saying here. Wake up, my glory. Awake, music. I myself will awake early. How many know David killed the giants for many reasons? I believe one is because of his personal relationship and control with the Lord. He said he'd wake up early in the morning and praise the Lord. Look at me in Jeremiah chapter uh, 35. Jeremiah 35, verse 14. The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, which he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are observed. So they do not drink wine to this day, for they have obeyed their father's command. But I have spoken to you again and again, yet you have not listened to me. Also, I sent to you all my servants, the prophets, sending them again and again, saying, Turn now every man from his evil way and amend your deeds and do not go after other gods to worship them. Then you will dwell in them which I've given you and and, and to your forefathers, but you have not inclined your ear or listened to me. Oh, the King James, here it is. 
I've sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early. Say early. early. Rising up early and sending them to you to speak to you. So we see here again the importance of getting up early. Look with me in Isaiah 26, 9. Isaiah 26, 9. With all my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me, why seek thee early? For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. You see, you see the desire of this man? You see his desire? My spirit within me, will I seek thee early? And so we just see here once again about just getting up early with the Lord. It was a divine blueprint for, for God. He would get, look with me in Mark chapter 1. See what it says here in Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. You know, when we get up and we pray and we start our day with the Lord, we give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to warn us about things. We're put on the armor of God in a more strong, stronger way. We walk with the mind of Christ in a more stronger way. We're more alert. We're, we're more inclined and more sensitive to hear the Spirit of the Lord speak to us during the day. So that's why I just feel these things are so important for us to get a hold of. Because if we're going to walk, walk in dominion, sometimes there's a price to pay for such things. How many know when you're in the military, you can't tell them, to stop playing t- uh, the, the trumpet in the morning when it's time to get up. When it's time to get up, you've got to get up. Why? They're training you. Self-control. To be alert. And there's just something about, we as a church need to learn this also. But it says about Jesus in Mark 1, verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Do you see that about the life of Christ? And Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. And Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the near my village. But look at verse 39. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Since he'd get up early in the morning and pray... He got his dominion in place so that when something was going to manifest, he was able to immediately attack it, to bind it, and to break it. Amen. I just believe there's something about starting our day off in the morning to where something arises, we're immediately going to know, I don't have to put up with that. I take authority over that in the name of Jesus. I bind it. I paralyze it. I stop it. You will not come against me. You will not come against my kids or my family. And and, and commanding the morning, I get to plead the blood of Jesus over my children, over over my boys as they take off to go to college and school, over my wife, over, over the health, over the blessings, over the church, over you. 
And there's just something about rising up early that all of a sudden you can feel, if you practice it, you can feel authority and you can feel control and you can feel more boldness rising up in you in the morning to be able to activate it during the day. Instead of saying, I'm going to wait till the afternoon. Well, you may need it at 10 o'clock in the morning and not 10 o'clock at night. So there's just something about getting in there and getting it activated. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. I want to read this in the Amplified Bible. Therefore he says, Wake up, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine and make day dawn upon you. Rise up, sleeper. Arise from the dead, and Christ shall make the day dawn upon you and give you light. You see, you're in that hour where you're up there praying in the dark and the dawn's rising. And as the dawn is rising in the natural, there's something going on in the spirit that's arising also and, and just mantling you for the day. So I want you to see that. And it goes on to say, look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as the wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the most, the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the day is evil. Man, I messed up again today. How did you start your morning? Don't just start it, and don't just try this a few times when you happen to wake up. You wake up in the morning, and you start getting in a routine of seeking God and praying and arising with the dawn. When the evil rises during that day, you will be able to control it, and you will be able to handle it. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. To have dominion, we've got to have order. How many of you know, if you don't have dominion in your home... Your children are just going to be wild and crazy and just do anything. You know, it's like, you know, people used to come to our house and uh, when we, our kids were small and they would walk in our house and my wife had all of her uh, knickknacks all over the place. And they say, oh my God, my kids are going to break everything. Well, our, chi- our house was never childproof because we taught our kids. That's mamas, that's daddies, don't touch it. And so we never rearranged our house for the kids. Now it's amazing, other kids came and you had to rearrange the house for them. But our kids, we never had to rearrange our house. Why? Because we had dominion in our house. We weren't born for the children, the children were born for us. And just because they were born doesn't mean that we're going to change our whole lifestyle just to let them be the boss of the house. I'm not, we're not going to child-proof our house just so that they can have pitch a fit and throw things and break things. There's such a thing called a B-E-L-T. <laughs> and we live in the B-I-B-L-E, B-E-L-T. 
And so while you're busy at McDonald's getting a BLT, we got the BELT, and we, ch- we didn't have to childproof our home because they're not going to wreck our home up. Why? Somebody got order in the house. Well, I feel in our lives, we got to get some order in our lives so we can walk in the dominion that we're called to walk in. Can you imagine what this country would be like if President Bush would sleep till 11 o'clock in the morning and, and leave the office at 2? He says, well, I've done enough work for today. Well, how many know the United States of America, the most powerful nation of the world, would not be very strong and in order if our president worked two hours a day and slept 18 to 20 hours a day? How many know we wouldn't want a president like that? Amen? Amen. Well, you know, how, how are we going to rule and reign if we don't have order in our Bible study, order in our prayer life, order in meditation? I mean, all these things ties into dominion that, that, that we learn as we learn to just learn self-control and take dominion over these areas. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to share, uh, some, I shared these scriptures with you last, last week, and I'm not, or week before last, I'm not going to stay on them very long. But just write these down if you weren't here. Psalms 49 verse 14 says, I will have dominion over the devil in the morning. I will have dominion over the devil in the morning. And that's Psalms 49 14. Psalm 65 verse 8. The Lord make the outgoing of the morning to rejoice. Psalms 143, 8 through 12. I receive your loving kindness every morning. Psalms 110.3, release the beauty of your holiness from the womb of the morning. Isaiah 28.19, let your judgments come or transfer upon the enemy morning by morning. Hosea 6.3, Lord, your going forth is prepared as the morning, and we pray that you will come as the rain in the latter and the former rain upon the earth. And then we saw... Job 7, 18. Lord, you visit me every morning. And I do want to retouch this scripture. Lord, you visit me every morning. And that word visit is used 110 times as the word, a military word for inspection. It means to inspect, to review, to care and to look after. So the Lord, many times when we're praying, that's when we're able to, things work out better because I've examined my heart in the morning. The Lord has spoken to me about some things, taught me some things, is teaching me some things. He visits me in the morning to review my life, to review my heart, to review my mind, uh, to inspect it. And then in Psalms 50, verse 4, which I I pray before every service, Lord, you awaken me morning by morning. You awaken my ear to hear as the learned. He speaks. I catch up into his voice. I catch on to his voice. I hear what he's telling me. And, And it's amazing. To walk in dominion, I've, sometimes I've got to know what I've got to walk dominion over. And he'll warn us about things and he'll, he'll tell us about things to be careful of or maybe somebody at work or something that we'll be going to or, or something like that just to be careful and to be alert as, as he awakens us morning by morning and opens our ear. Now, quickly, I want to give you a few scriptures for the night. And I want you to write down Psalms 96.2. Lord, show forth your salvation in my life from day to day. That's a good one. Show forth your salvation in my life from day to day. One of the things you can do is I bind the attack upon my life at night. You know how many people are scared to go to sleep at night? Because 
They just may be something they heard that people uh, die in their sleep or they may quit breathing. And there are sicknesses and diseases that call that, cause that. But thank God you can take authority over that and just stand on the Word of God. Believe that you are healed, that I'm not going to die at night. But just to lightly touch another thing that happens everywhere. Many people don't want to speak about it, but I've had to minister to people in the northern part of the United States as well as here is that you can take authority over the incubus, sullibus spirit of the night. Succubus. And what that is, is that when a demonic spirit, one, attacks the women in their sleep, and the other attacks men in their sleep. Perverted sexual dreams that causes men or women to, to have perverted sexual dreams in the night, and they wake up in the morning and they feel guilty and they walk many days with guilt because they're saying, oh my God, how could I have dreamed that? Where did that dream come from? Oh, I'm, I must be a bad person. I must be an evil person. But you've got to understand that these spirits are spirits of the night that it may not even have nothing to do. Maybe you didn't open the door. But let me tell you this. We've dealt with instances where just getting the wrong magazine. In the mail, for example, let me tell you an example. Fredericks of Hollywood. You get rid of that, and it's amazing that you will find out, because we know a, a minister and his wife, that, that Fredericks of Hollywood opened the door for some perverted things, and it wrecked their marriage. And you may and, and I'm not against buying nice lingerie, but what I'm saying is that some of these things have a spirit of perversion on it. Just like some records and different things were dedicated by Satan for satanic worship, well, sometimes some of these businesses are owned by witches and warlocks. And you never know when some of this stuff is to conjure up spirits of lust and perversion. And just by maybe getting something from somebody... Or, or being around somebody with an evil, perverted spirit. That spirit can transfer if you haven't been prayed up and in the Word. And before you know it, something happened in the night and you wake up the next day and, and, and a woman can feel like something had uh, intercourse with her during her sleep. And she feels horrible about, about it, awful about it. And men sometimes feel, and I've had men testify about uh, not around here, but in other places, about feeling like there was relationships during the night and they're wondering what's going on. And it's because something opened the door for this demonic spirit to come in at night. Now, there's such things as these warlocks and witches leaving their body and going in and doing things perverted at night with women and men also. Astral projection. We have met people that have gone through these things. And a lot of times, you know, I don't want to hear that type of stuff. I have preachers tell me, I don't want to hear that type of stuff. But there's people in their churches who are going through it. And they wake up in the morning and there is evidence of stuff in their pajamas and they don't understand it. It's because something demonic manifested and it's not their fault necessarily but yet the enemy comes in to make them feel guilty. And I'm taking my time here because I'm, I'm watching my words uh, very carefully because of all the young people. But, but these things have and do happen. 
And you may have a, 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 a fantasy at night when you're sleeping and something evil could come in your mind. That's why it's so important that you take authority over these demonic spirits before you sleep. And in the nighttime, you take dominion over the night. You bind it. You take authority over it. Amen. Pretty soon I'll, I'll be sharing a lot more testimonies of things that I saw happen even when I was a child, but also growing up and ministering to people. But uh, these are things that we have to be on guard for and have dominion over. And uh, it's amazing how many times these type of things happen. So we need to take authority upon any attack on our lives at the night. I take authority over every demon that is released against me and my family at night. Nightmares, bad dreams, whatever it may be. Write down Isaiah seventeen twelve through 14. Let the evening tide trouble the enemies that would attack my life in Jesus' name. Just as taking authority over the night. Write down Psalms 104, verse 20. Psalms 104, verse 20. I bind and rebuke over every spirit that would creep against me at night. Now, it's amazing. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish in just a minute, but... I'm taking my time because I really feel these are some issues that need to be addressed for us to go into these areas of dominion. Because it's amazing how many times I've heard people have bad negative dreams and they think it's against someone or it's against the church or it's against uh, something. And, and, and they believe that it's a dream from God, but it's really a dream from the enemy. And then you get a dream from the enemy, and then you go around speaking that dream, you are walking in agreement with the enemy. That dream is not of God, and you've had a dream because the enemy goes and throws tares and, and throws seeds and thoughts in the mind. And you, you, you get up in the morning and you're thinking that thought that was sold in by the enemy while you were asleep. And you get up during the day and you start saying, you know, I had a dream and I dreamed this and I dreamed that. And I've had this happen a lot of times. And, and they think it's against the church, but it's against their own life and what they dreamed was happening in their home. So it's important that when you're praying at night, you plead the blood of Jesus over you while you sleep. Okay? Psalms 91, verse 6. I bind and rebuke the pestilence that walks in darkness. Acts 12, 6. The Lord gives me deliverance in the night season. Psalms 16, 7. Lord, let my reins or let my inward man instruct me in the night season. Psalms 42, verse 8. Your song shall be with me in the night. Your song. Psalm 63, 6. I will meditate upon you in the night watches. Psalms 19, 2. I receive your knowledge in the night. Psalms 92, verse 2. I receive your faithfulness every night. Amen. So we see here that we can bind and take authority over nightmares, demonic dreams at night in the name of Jesus. And write this down. Isaiah 21, 8. I am set in my inward whole nights. I'm set in my inward man whole nights. My spirit is alert. 
I know, for example, uh, when, when our boys were small in Argentina, we had a, 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 a nanny, a pastor's daughter who lived with us. And I know like at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up one night and there was such a demonic presence in the house. So I went downstairs and sure enough, she was downstairs watching one of them movies like Halloween or Freddy Krueger or something like that. And we were all asleep. Our babies were asleep. But there she is opening the door in our home by watching one of them demonic movies. And she knew we don't watch that type of stuff. But I woke up at 2.30 or 3 and there was an uneasiness in the spirit. So I went downstairs. I had a minister in our home one time visiting us. I woke up about 2.33 in the morning. The presence, the atmosphere was heavy. Something was wrong. I went downstairs. There he is watching TV in the night. You can have dominion in your home. You are called to have dominion in your home. And so you've got to pray and be awake and be alert. Like when my boys come to me, they say, Daddy, I had a bad dream last night. I saw something walking in my room. We go in there and we start checking out the toys. We start checking out the books. We start checking out different stuff. We anoint and we start praying. Because we're going to have dominion over that. And we're not going to have the enemy walking in our kids' rooms, scaring them or attacking them in any way at night. We don't have children who cry out at night uh, or, or even when they were small. You take dominion over the nighttime. So there's not no nightmares or things uh, activated or causing a spirit of fear to be in that child as a, at a, in a small age and grow up and, and just walk in a spirit of fear because they had nightmares when they were, they were small. Amen. It's quiet in here tonight. This is a different type of word, isn't it? Well, it's going to get crazier. Because we've got to be alert. We've got to walk in understanding. What is robbing my victory? What is plundering and spoiling my breakthrough? What is trying to keep holds upon my children? What is it? I've got to see it, and I've got to break it, and I've got to attack it in the name of Jesus. Amen, church. You parents that hopefully your kids don't have computers in their room, but if they do, you need to walk. You need to walk. If your husband has a computer in his office, you need to walk sensitive to before the Spirit of the Lord. You sent something. Don't even knock. Just barge in. Hello, honey. What you doing? Check out what's going on. Look underneath the mattresses. Look in the drawers. You got a right to? You hear me, church? You hear me, church? If we're going to walk in dominion, and we're going to walk in authority. We're going to have to make sure that we haven't opened a door to the enemy to allow him to come in and try to do some of these things. Amen. So, I wanted to give you this tonight. And for some of you, this, is, this, like, this was weird and didn't make any sense. All kind of different looks tonight. Well, you can believe it or you cannot. But I'd rather be on the safe side than open the door 
and end up fighting something bigger down the road. Amen? You heard we pray for a five-year-old child who has cancer tonight. You want to know why? Because we got a merciless enemy. We got an enemy that hates anything that represents glory and beauty. We've got an enemy that wants to destroy and tear down. We've got an enemy that is worse than anything that you could ever imagine. We've got an enemy who's identified as so many different things, but especially ravenous beasts like bear and lions that just want to come out and just devour the precious, the, the wolf hunted for the precious soul. Sometimes you're fighting things, you wonder what's going on. Sometimes it's the neighbors. Now, don't go talk to the neighbors and see what they're doing. But if you sense something, just plead the blood of Jesus. Go anoint your, your border of your property and you say, Devil, you ain't coming on my property. You ain't coming. I, I think, Lord, we live under an open heaven in Jesus' name. Because I believe if there's something not working, there's some answers for things to start working in our lives. And I want some answers. I want some breakthroughs. I want some testimonies for the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, heirlooms. I can tell you stories of things exploding and manifesting and, and just things attached to these different things that just open the door for the enemy to come in and try to steal, kill, and destroy. But this is a year of breakthrough, church. And we're just we're getting a head start this year to where the enemy is not going to have the room and the opportunity to do against us what he's done in the past in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to run that slew foot out of town in the name of Jesus. We're going to run him away from your property and from your homes and your lives. And you're going to be able to rest and dwell in peace and be at ease. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and stand up. Because next week we'll go ahead and get into self-dominion.